baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for episode 46 of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's news. Yes, I'm back. Um, Back doing these once again after a few days off, although really I was actually kind of working, so to speak, uh, moving stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, you we certainly were working. Yes, it was not it, getting it was, paid. It was not it. a relaxing several days off. It was in fact it was, you had to work and pay a school some money. Yes, exactly. You didn't get so, paid. It was it it, it 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 wasn't it wasn't a lay by the beach type vacation. No, 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 not at it all. It was much different different from that. Yeah, um, also listening back. to the podcast I did while you were gone. But 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 I'm back, and now we're now we're into the into the home stretch because I really think the news is going to start to pick up from right about this point. Really, next week with the start of schools uh, all the way into uh, into this well, basically November and Election Day. And then, then, you know, we'll get a slowdown around the holidays. But I really think we're going to start to see news pick up uh, pretty heavily. Um, And, you know, we didn't discuss this, but I think we'll start off. I know you talked about it yesterday on the podcast, the uh, Hanover public hearing. Um, They did, in fact, hold it last night. It went on for about an hour and a half. Um, Speakers on both sides. Uh, Of course, this is the controversial policy, which requires any transgender student wanting to use uh, the bathroom conforming to their gender identity to appeal all the way up to the school board. Um, The school board really didn't talk about their position on it. Um, That's going to come on the 30th, but uh, a lot of speakers last night. But this is a time for the speakers to speak and for the board to listen. And uh, I know that uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems from the reports that you had that a lot of people were concerned that, this also applies to very young kids, and they wanted to kind of maybe just apply to high school students. Uh, for, for those in support of the policy, yes, they wanted to limit it just to high schools. Yeah, um, and for those large, against it, they don't want that policy at all. Yeah, and those, those, yeah, those in opposition, you know, it's, believe it's, and I'm using their words. This Over. is not me putting, not my words. Yeah. Believe the policy is cruel, that it requires... Yeah. Uh, kids to to apply to a school board which tends to be conservative um to mm-hmm. to get permission to, to use the, the bathroom conformity to their, to their gender identity um again no vote last night um or excuse me we'll go tuesday night in case you're listening to this later in the week um no vote Tuesday night. That's going to come on August 30th. And my guess is that's going to be an interesting meeting because they yeah. did they did stop several speakers to say, hey, the crowd's got to quiet down. We couldn't hear it on the Zoom uh, that that we were monitoring, but uh, they did stop the speakers several times and told people to put signs down. And one speaker was escorted from the podium. Uh, not, you know, there wasn't a, a fight or anything, but was you know, escorted from the podium for not staying on topic. I think we're going to see a lot more of that come the 30th. Yeah, the 30th meeting will be very interesting, no doubt. And I have a feeling somebody on this Zoom will be covering that. Somebody somebody more than likely will. <laughs> I think that's me. Well, hey, I did not say that. I did not say that. 
We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but again, so that 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 took place uh, last evening, and again, this is going to be this is going to be a controversial and issue in Hanover uh, for the next two weeks as well. Yep. Um, moving on to, to stuff that occurred more more today, uh, the ACLU has uh, filed a lawsuit against the Department of Corrections, and this deals with a policy that was put in the budget bill um, regarding earned sentence credits. Uh, just some legalese here. Anything that goes in the budget bill actually becomes is supersedes any other law that exists. Like the budget bill is like the trump card if you are playing Pinochle or another card game. Basically, right. the budget budget bill overrides everything else. Um, but this provision made what had been an easier way to earn sentence credits more difficult um, for some inmates. Basically, if you they limited it so that if you're earning sentence credits for a nonviolent crime, but you had also uh, had a conviction for a violent crime, um, you could no longer earn it for the nonviolent crime. Um, whereas the 2020 law that was allowing people to earn sentence credits allowed it regardless. You know, if you, you could earn the sentence credits for the nonviolent crime. Um, and what this has done is, um, some people who were set to be released this summer are now looking at an additional two years in this specific case uh, of being behind bars. The ACLU argues that it should not have been applied retroactively, that the budget language doesn't mention it being applied retroactively. Uh, but in any case, there's been a suit filed, actually two, one in Albemarle uh, Circuit Court, one in Richmond Circuit Court. What's the what's the logic of filing in two separate court systems? Well, they're different cases. Uh, this specific case that the ACLU is talking about um, is in Albemarle. There's a separate case, separate lawyers. Filed so this is a particular case where someone was yeah. set to come out this summer. Right. In okay. fact, it's, it's 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 one inmate, Antoine Anderson. Okay. Um, and I don't have the details as to why to Albemarle, but I imagine that's where his conviction took yeah, place. Probably. I was not able to, the research I was able to, the quick research I was able to do um, going really in depth, was not, I was not able to find out the exact details there. Um, but his story is basically this. He was uh, arrested for drug crimes and those didn't qualify as violent offenses, but also has a conviction while he was behind bars for attempting to escape an assault and those which is the violent crime which is the violent crimes and therefore the under the 2020 law he was able to earn sentence credits on the drug crimes and was said to be released but now the budget language took that opportunity away and now he's not set to be released till 2024 okay. so um the ACLU is arguing it just shouldn't have been applied retroactively right, um, right. so and it's interesting that this did make it through uh, in the budget bill. Um, this amendment did make it through in the budget bill uh, with a split general assembly. So there, there was some arguments to tighten it from, from some of the more conservative Democrats um, in the state Senate. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, why you have this provision going through. Yeah. So, but um, other thing that we covered, um, and this has been an issue, especially in Chesterfield over the last couple of days, um, they are seeing a spike in um, heroin overdoses. They believe it's likely heroin laced with fentanyl. Um, occurred basically in the Hull Street and Midlothian Turnpike corridors. Um, four overdoses, one fatal. 
Um, and they're just letting, getting the message out that, you know, if you use heroin, not that they want you to use heroin, not that it's legal to use heroin, um, but there is potentially some bad batches out there. Now, is this related at all to the spike alert that we, probably not because this is heroin, which is not, people don't necessarily, they shouldn't use it for painkillers. Right, right. But but part of the reason people do use heroin is because they were addicted to the original painkillers and it provides the same, they're in a same class of drug, basically. Okay. Um, But yes, there was a spike alert over a week ago. This actually, these overdoses occurred on the 15th and 16th. So this particular group of cases isn't what caused the spike alert a week ago. In fact, it's caused a separate spike alert for Chesterfield. But um, basically, I I think that if you're in the group that might potentially, you know, have some issues with opioids or, or, or are using... And I don't want to say drug users, but people people who are addicted to this stuff, you need to be aware that there is some bad stuff potentially out there, right? Right, now. and it, it general it, it generally covers the overarching, yeah, you know, theme of drugs and the fact that uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a fine line between using drugs and being addicted to them and overdose. Right, and, and long story short, basically what Chesterfield wants people to know: if you're using heroin, make sure you're get getting it. I wouldn't, what, what one of the officers told me was don't get it from someone you don't know, um, you know, or not a dealer that you haven't been using because you don't know right. what's in the supply right now. You don't know what's happening there. Um, also, there are resources out there if you are addicted to go and, 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 and get help. Um, right. And you can get that through the Department of Health, through Chesterfield County, things along that line. Um, and they want people to do that and, and just be aware, you know, if you're using heroin, there's, there's a decent possibility that some of it's been laced with fentanyl and that the op- possibility for an overdose is, 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 is out there and it's big. Right. And of course, the easy answer is don't do heroin, but for people who are addicted to it, it's difficult yeah. to, or any addiction for that matter right. is to stop that. Easy, easier said than done. Absolutely. Um, especially, especially with, with, with what's going on with heroin, fentanyl yeah. and painkillers yeah. right. right now. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. It has been for some time. So, yeah. um, but just, just be aware that that's out there. Um, yeah. Also you talked to, this is not related to, to, to no. that story, but you talked to the DMV. Right. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to help out people who, who may need to go to the DMV. Of course, going to the DMV has been an interesting process since COVID happened because you had lines and you had appointments. It's just, it's been a whole situation. I guess they're just trying to make it easier for when you do in fact have to go in the building. Well, also part of this may be uh, the fact that no one has really gone to a a DMV um, facility in a while since the pandemic. And if they have, you know, it's been, you know, it's something they needed to do or else, you know, to, to keep in compliance with the law. But this new website that DMV has is uh, something that's kind of like a checklist for uh, basic services that you would need at the DMV. And those services, for example, are, you know, getting a driver's license, applying for one, renewing your driver's license, out-of-state driver applying for a Virginia driver's license, or if you 
want to renew your vehicle registration, things that are just basic DMB stuff. And the, the person I talked to says these are the most popular transactions that they do. So if you go to dmvnow.com, which is their website, but do slash uh, visit, and there's actually a link on their homepage that'll direct you there. But if you hit that dmvnow.com slash visit, and there's a link on our story on our website, it takes you right there. So if you say, well, what do I need to bring? Because, you know, you could have gone to the DMV and said, well, I need to renew my driver's license. And the clerk said, well, did you bring this? Did you fill yeah. out this? No, I didn't. Yeah. So you got to go back home and make what, another appointment. This what, makes what it I- more efficient. One of my greatest fears of going to the DMV is is not having the, the right paperwork because you have to you have to prove legal presence. You have to bring you know yeah and and all that stuff. And and let me tell tell you as someone who has kids who are have gotten learners permits and licenses and will be getting learners permits and licenses. There's a lot of paperwork you've got to bring just for that because you have to prove there. You know what's what's the usual identification document. Yeah, a driver's, driver's license. license. Right. Well, if your kid is not does not have a driver's license, mm-hmm. you've got to prove all that stuff. So you've got to bring all that people. Right. Which could mean a birth certificate. Or yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's a lot of stuff. And so, it's stuff you don't even think about. And it's like, well, where do I put this or where do I keep this stuff in my house? It, right. It, so it gives people a chance to to look over what they need to do and be prepared to do it. And, yeah. uh, you know, the person who I talked to, uh, Jessica Gordon from DMB, who was saying that, you know, you might find out when you look at these transactions that you could do at a uh, DMV facility, you might be able to just do them easier online because she says they have more things that you can do online. So yeah. it, it may not, it, it may turn out that you don't need to go to a DMV facility at all. So exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and let me tell you, just uh, just for those who may have kids who are going to get their uh, learner's permits soon, um, all the documents that you need to provide for a learner's permit are the same ones you need for a real ID. Um, and so yeah, we got if you're going reason. to do that, yeah. you can get a real ID and get it taken care of. You can get yeah. your kids a real ID and get it taken care of yep. because that's going to be an issue in, I think it's 2023. 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's May of 2023. Is that because they kept pushing that back because of the pandemic? I think I've been doing that story since 2019. <laughs> that that yeah. real ideas become real real soon. Yes. You know, unless they push it back yet, yet unless again. They push it back again. Yeah. I have, <laughs> done, I have done, I've done so many stories on real ID. I really should just, you know, write the, you know, write the story. I don't actually have to interview any people. You know, we just need to change the need to interview things. you about real yes, ID. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's basically what we have for you. Um, for you for today. Uh, just a, a word of information coming up this weekend, Richmond has their gun buyback um, yes. event planned for the weekend. We're going to look to do some stories on that coming up in the next couple of days. And then uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, Hey, next week, school starts next week in Chesterfield. So uh, first day, first day is Monday for, for new kids. Um, and then the entire district is in on Tuesday. And of course, Hopewell's been in and some other local and districts. Other, been in, yeah. But, Outside of the immediate metro area, have been going for a few weeks now. But but you know, Chesterfield's the big district, and they're in uh, next week. And we have actually found out, and I think we said erroneously, and we didn't mean it. Yes. We just didn't do our homework. That Hanover actually still starts after Labor Day. I you know I did I I can't I remember if we had or not. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot I forgot about that, but yeah. Um, I guess Hanover, but I imagine they're going to have a discussion as the rest of the the uh, area moves. 
uh, this way that they're probably yeah. looking to do that sooner rather than later. So, yeah. so, so that's basically it for its news to us. Uh, episode 46. Again, you know, you, uh, <laughs> you take a few days off, you lose track of the count. We're probably going to stop doing the count anyways in, in the yeah. near future anyways. But again, that's, that's it for this episode. Uh, I'm Matt Demline. He's reporter Jeff Stapleton. We'll talk to you both again tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.